0: Global Business News, 24 hours a
1: day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks advance, trading near a record after a three-day slide. We saw an increase in consumer spending that underscores the strength of the U.S. economy. Traders, meanwhile, assessing the outlook for interest rates. The 10-year up 19.30 seconds, the yield there 1.56%. S&P 500 index up 11 to 2180, a gain of 5 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ is up 13, a gain of 3 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 102 points, a gain of 6 tenths of 1%. The uh, gold price of gold up 20 cents now, 1322.80 the ounce, a gain of less than 0.1%. And crude oil, West Texas intermediate down 1.3%, down 64 cents a barrel to $47. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
0: Taking stock now of the stock market. Uh, we've got uh, a market that is looking for a reason to keep rallying today. A lot of volatility, of course, around the Fed Reserve and comments it has made. Uh, taking a look at what companies are going to be doing well in the environment if the Fed does raise rates this year. And then what did it do? What if it doesn't? Very happy to welcome back to the show, David Katz. He's president and CIO, chief investment officer of Matrix Asset Advisors, right here in New York City. David, welcome.
1: Hey, Kathleen. Nice to be here.
0: So, setback, kind of, you know, the, the, set the stage for us. Here we are. It's uh, heading towards the end of August. We're going to head into the autumn. How, how have this, these past, uh, But eight months of the year kind of set up the stock market for what's going to happen as we head into, you know, we're almost going to be in 2017.
1: Well, the market has been a roller coaster this year. You had a historically bad start to the market. The first six weeks were the worst six weeks uh, in 70 years. Then you had a great rally. Then post Brexit, you had a sharp sell off followed by a sharp rebound. So lots of volatility. But quietly, the market is up in the high single digits already.
0: In fact, uh we, If we just uh, look at the past couple of months, it certainly hasn't been uh, too bad. At this point, how big of a threat and how big of an opportunity is the Fed or could the Fed be for equity investors?
1: Well, we we think the Fed is going to get a lot of notice. People are becoming obsessed with it, but the reality is the Fed uh, wants to raise rates. They need to raise rates. If they're going to do it, it's going to be very slowly. So the market at some point is going to calm down if the Fed raises in September or December but doesn't say that they're going to do a lot more raising next year. The equity market should be able to digest it on a day daily basis or the first week they might sell off, but we do believe they're going to settle down. We'd say you probably have a little bit bigger risk uh, in the next few months in terms of the election rather than the Fed. In what way? Well, right now the, the market is not focused a heck of a lot on the election. We think that the oddsmakers are putting a uh, Clinton victory as the more likely outcome. We think if that were to happen, uh, the market would assume it's, it's following a lot of the o- President Obama policies with a slightly better economy bias. Uh, so that would be a modest positive for the market. Uh, we think, uh, if, uh, Trump were to win the presidency, which is not being factored in, there's a lot more concern and uncertainty. Uh, if you look at the Trump, uh, policies in terms of taxes, uh, that's actually, uh, fairly reasonable and, and a positive, uh, in terms of lowering, uh, restrictions and, and laws for companies also Modestly positive for business, but the big wild card is something we're very fearful of and that the economy should be very fearful of is his comments about trade and starting a trade war with with China or Mexico. In that case, uh, some of the better economic forecasters say Trump's policies would put us into a recession and clearly that would be real bad for the stock market.
0: Yeah, it doesn't get too much worse <laughs> than a recession. So that's obviously a threat. Now, you're reasonably constructive, it seems, on stocks, David. Uh, you say you'd use any weakness to add to stocks, but you wouldn't change the rally. And it's not the time to aggressively add new money to the market. Why?
1: Well, so what happens is people always feel better after the market goes up. So you've just had about a 10% rally in the last uh, six or eight weeks, and all of a sudden people are feeling more comfortable. You don't want to buy high. What you want to do is say, okay, I have a long-term time horizon. I like stocks over the next 18 months. And rather than buying after they've run up, wait for the next sell-off. Something's going to happen, whether it's out of Europe or China or People fearful about uh, Trump doing better in the polls, and when you have that three or five percent correction, uh, buy companies that you like, but at prices that you like and and you know that was our our thinking all year, so we've been buying on the dips and then not chasing the rallies right.
0: You say value investing is is coming back it's been lagging growth for nearly a decade, but you say this could be the beginning of a new multi year trend why and why?
1: Well, thank goodness. We're value guys, so it's not been fun for the last few years. But generally, the market trades between value and growth and and long 7- to 10-year cycles. Growth has vastly outperformed value, uh, as you said, in, in the last seven, eight years. Uh, this year, value is doing better than growth. And, and right now, we think value represents much better opportunity than growth and, and better opportunity than it normally has. So as you have the growthier stocks slowing down and the market coming back to more economically sensitive and or energy and or financials, we think value is due for a pretty good uh, uh, period in the sun.
0: Okay. So values back a good uh, uh, period in the sun. You uh, are thinking that the dividend-oriented investing trend has more upside, but you have to be more discerning. So tell us what you like in that trade and why.
1: So right now you can get um, zero in the banks and you can get one and a half percent on a t- ten year treasury. so people are seeking yield. Uh, a lot of the market is paying good dividends, but we'd be wary of things like utilities that are selling at twenty plus times earnings. The flip side is you, you can get companies energy companies, financials, healthcare industrials that are paying three and a half to four percent yields that are growing over time at reasonable P.E. valuations. Uh, So we think that's a great place to put money. We think you get lower volatility and you still have some pretty good upside.
0: Okie dokie. In terms of some of the the, the companies that you're most fond of right now, uh, let's just uh, uh, run through it again in the dividend arena in terms of industries. Who do you like the best?
1: So we like financials the best. Financials have been the biggest laggard this year. We think that the businesses are actually doing very well. Credit is very good. And if interest rates ever go up, uh they do even that much better. But, but our investment thesis is they're going to do well either way. Our favorites would be J.P. Morgan, MetLife, Wells Fargo, all wonderful businesses uh, and under uh, 10, 11 times earnings, paying a 35 to 4% yield.
0: Okay. Uh you also are, have a couple of uh, consumer discretionary t- stocks you like.
1: So consumer discretionary has been uh – pretty volatile this year. The retailers have gotten beaten up, and by and large, we are a little bit wary about a lot of retailers because of the effects on uh, from Amazon, but one that we do like uh, is Target. We think that the company is very well run. They recently uh, lowered guidance, or the upper end of guidance for the balance of the year the stock sold off. They've raised the dividend for 45 years in a row. They're paying a 3.5% yield. It's at 14 times earnings, and we think that there is a place for Target, and they compete well Against the internet, um, the the other um, you know uh, one that we like in that space uh, is, is like a Harley Davidson. We think is a pretty good company there, uh, and we also like McDonald's, which pays a rock solid dividend, growing nicely, low volatility.
0: Okay, let's run quickly through a couple more: uh, Cisco and Qualcomm in the tech space.
1: So technology is is doing. Well, this year, some of the old technology companies like the Qualcomm and Cisco have finally started to perk up, but they still sell at reasonable valuations, so we easily think they have another 15 or 20 percent on the upside, and you're getting a three and a half percent plus yield while you're waiting.:
0: All righty, so uh, how about uh, what you like in the Telecom space?
1: So telecom is like utilities, but you're getting them at a much better price. So we like both Verizon and AT&T. You're getting a four and a half percent yield and you're buying the stocks at like 14 times earnings. So we compare that to like a Duke Energy, which is selling at 21 times earnings. We think the prospects for the telecoms are good, uh, but you're not paying a heck of a lot for that.
0: Okay. Um, you would be sellers, uh, you'd be a seller of utilities. Uh, why? And is there anybody in particular that you'd say, please get out of this fast?
1: So really, uh, if you've been buying utilities for the yield, uh, and they've been doing well, so you're happy, we use this as an opportunity to declare victory. If you look at utilities over the last 30 years, they sell between 8 times earnings and 16 times earnings. Today, many of them are north of 20 times earnings. Uh, If they were a dynamic growth business, maybe you could rationalize that 20 times earnings, but utilities are not. They're going to grow their earnings at 2 or 3%. The yields are lowest levels that they've been in years so we think that they've been marked up because some people are just trying to chase dividends uh don't get caught up in that take your profits redeploy into some of the other names that we talked about Uh,
0: so what is the biggest risk what 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 should i be watching very closely if i'm in the market i'm not going to add stocks aggressively i could turn that around what would you say Whoops, i got to be a little more cautious in here
1: Well, our biggest concern, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, is what's going on with the U.S. election. Um, You know, we just think that if if Trump were to be looking better in the polls, he's been pretty erratic in his policy, so it's very difficult to handicap. You know, while President Obama hasn't been the best in the world for the economy, it's been pretty understandable, uh, and we think uh, Clinton brings the same to the table with a little bit more pro-business bias. Or pro-economy bias, not pro-business. But that's our biggest concern. Right now it looks like the Brexit is going okay, so we're keeping an eye on it, but we think that's okay.
0: All right. Well, David Katz, a a green light on uh, buying some stocks. In the dividend play, he likes the financials the best. So we're heading toward the market close now. Movers and shakers, our stocks editor Dave Wilson will be joining us at the top of the hour. I'm Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg.